Alright, we're live. We we're live. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Welcome to Guernsey Gigs podcast, uh, lockdown theme, uh, with our final uh, fabulous guest, uh, who is Stretchy. So, hello, Stretchy. Hello. You have to ask me questions, I can't just speak. For <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we just expect you just to introduce you and then you just speak continuously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that won't happen. Graham's frozen hilariously on my screen. I Has haven't it? actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we don't have Greg with us, unfortunately. The wonderful uh, Greg uh, is not available, but um, Elliot and I are trying our best to do a decent podcast without him. And uh, it's up to the listeners to decide if we are doing uh, a half arse job or not. So, um, but thank you very much for joining us. I mean, should we call, what name would, should, should we call you? Because we've been well, it here depends, before. It depends what project you're going to ask me questions about. I might have to leave, do what we did last time. I'll leave the room and come back, depending on what you want to talk about. Really. <laughs> um, I would like to ask you, the first question is for Flexigan. Yeah. Um, we were led into the first lockdown um, with the grand display of Seven Nocturnes East. That's what yeah. sparked off Guernsey's lockdown. So for, thanks it felt for like that. it. It's no problem. It felt yeah. like it as well. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was uh, a beautiful uh, combination of um, art combining your music and and uh, words and images from around the island and uh, at. Um, uh, insulation with I think the Guernsey Arts Commission were very much involved uh, at Candy Museum and so how was that sort of that must have been a bit, bit odd for you because obviously you didn't know what was about to happen um, can you tell us a bit about the project and then what that was like going into lockdown first time around well it doesn't seem like it was a year ago because I don't know if you tuned into the stream last week because there's a few things about the project that got cancelled at the end because of the first lockdown or that period that everybody seems to have forgotten about where it wasn't lockdown yet mm. but there was already social distancing public events had already been not made illegal but strongly discouraged so there was a closing event at Candy uh, Museum that never happened where we were going we to do some live music and all the artists were going to speak um, and have a question and answer session in the lecture theatre there and all of that got cancelled and I think I got into Candy the day before lockdown to get all of my audio gear out and um, otherwise it would have been stuck there so yeah it was a weird end but the, the project itself was amazing I'm not used to doing anything that's so public facing because I hide behind pseudonyms and I do you know if I DJ I don't use the microphone and I'm all you know very behind the scenes a lot of the time it might not feel like it but I kind of think I am and um and yeah in a whole new world getting involved with the contemporary arts scene over here met a lot of people um doing some interesting new projects because of that exhibition been talking to some of the artists about doing some more collaborations together um and been talking to the arts commission about a new project for 2022 for myself involving other people as well but going more into public art and spaces and getting the community involved with some of my um more interesting ideas shall we say which which people seem to let me get away with over here for some reason so um <laughs> so yeah yeah and i think we'll be talking about some of those more interesting ideas in your up and coming project a little bit later on um what was uh, how did seven nocturnes sort of come about in some ways for those people that might not know about it because it it has it has quite struck a chord it's gone beyond guernsey it's been one of your probably most successful projects i would say but 
Do you think that's true? How's it? Oh, uh, for, yeah, undoubtedly, e easily my most successful project. Um, but uh, it came about simply because they asked me to do it. I, I went to speak to Russ just some, uh, from the Arts Commission about some advice on a project that was, it wasn't even my music, it was about a recording project, just about possible locations that he might know um, that were more interesting places to use where we, than where we were thinking for this particular project. And in actual fact, he gave me some good advice and... Um, and unfortunately, we didn't. That that fell through for various reasons. I won't go into too much detail about that one. But as part of that conversation, he said he'd been listening to um, some of my ambient pieces I'd been doing, which um, I, I know historically I've been known over here for dance music, but I'd moved into making ambient music and Guernsey-based pieces. And I think I'd done Bordeaux and Belgrave Bay at the time. And um, and he said, "How do you feel about um, doing something at the museum, possibly with artists and an exhibition?" And and that's what we did. So, but it oh, took so that the whole concept to kind of start off with, then in some ways, it was it was um, you were approached because of your your previous ambient work, and then but the, the whole idea was presented to you. Is that correct? Um, no, it kind of evolved. Like, I've, I've talked a lot both in the PR for it and, I, and pretty much whenever I'm allowed to ramble about the project that it was never a single idea. I, I'd started off doing some Guernsey-based work because I'd never done it before. I'd been involved in music over here for 25, 30 years. And I'd never really done anything that was to do with Guernsey. I'd, if anything, I'd always try to get off the island, both physically and, and send the music away. And so I thought, well, let's do something that actually connects to where I live and where I was born. And um, so I, I wrote a piece about Bordeaux and it didn't have any found sound in it at the time. And then I had this interesting um, summer period where I, I got involved in some contemporary classical music over here. And um, and that led me to doing some field recordings and, and kind of um, doing electronic versions of some of the early tape looping ideas and phasing of Steve Reich and, and some of that early work from the 60s in uh, minimal music. And, um, and yeah, that kind of indirectly led to this idea about recording um, places in Guernsey and writing music based around places in Guernsey but the key thing was to leave it completely open to chance because there's a lot of field recording out there at the moment work in ambient and kind of modern classical world where it's highly what I call curated mm. like people either deliberately try to find musical sounds or they record hours and hours and hours worth of material and then they go back through it quite painstakingly and try to find the most interesting aspects of it so my idea was just record for 10 minutes in each place and whatever I captured that was going to be used which worked quite well to start with and then it got increasingly erratic towards the end of the project with the infamous 10 minutes of diggers working on a beach recording <laughs> and then the burger alarm for 10 minutes which if you live in the, around the bridge area completely triggers you because apparently i didn't know there's a building around there where every other weekend the alarm goes off all weekend and yep. we happen to record it <laughs> but um but yeah i could I, it will make people twitch that live on north side i think if they, uh, that it, happens in town regularly yeah, too yeah 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 but i'm guessing in town it's probably more than one alarm it's one particular yeah oh yeah it, it, it happens with several buildings around me <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah i mean i mean i, I can talk for hours about the project to insert on you know insert no you can't uh, not here you can't no <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's stop me now <laughs> i mean you uh, you 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 mentioned a phrase there i think you sort of dropped uh dropped it in and some listeners might not be aware of what that is you said found sound yeah so in, in, instead uh of instruments and in, in instead of trying to record what you think's musical i've just got a mobile recorder you can just put it well i mean everybody's got one now like the zooms or the task cams um yeah 
just go out into the world and just record and and see what you what you capture. So first piece on the album, I sat on um, a pontoon on one of the marinas and just recorded the sound of the harbour. So um, it's got all that crack, clanking and creaking of the marina and all the boat rigging that anybody, literally anybody that's ever walked through town knows that, that noise. So that immediately grounded it to being in Guernsey. But I think doing that as track one it, on the album, I, it wasn't a conscious decision, but I think immediately people could understand where I was going with it. Yeah. I think anyway. Yeah, no, that's and and I'm really interested in in that. I'm sure that the listeners are. How do you go from having a recording of St Peterport Harbour and all the creaking and the clanking and those to then playing that back in front of a keyboard as you're as we can see you're sitting in front of a keyboard now and to create the music that goes with that. Where is your inspiration? Do you, do you find a space in your head? Do you, do you smoke a carrot what do you do um i think it's yeah i am not entirely sure i know the answer to that question i've been asked variants of that a lot about the projects and about my music in general i think i generally have a fairly clear idea of where i'm going and i don't know where it comes from in all, in all honesty but because I, I think my taste in music is quite wide-ranging um yeah normally when i sit down i have an idea about what i want to do and then, then i just take it from there but I don't know if that makes any sense. It's like, I, I throw it back, you're a drummer. Like, how do you know what to drum? It's just, <laughs> you know, it, it, to me, yeah, it just comes so, out, okay. surely. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the, the, the beats that present themselves to to me as I'm walking, as I'm working, as I'm just going about life, and you you hear rhythms in things, I think, and the, you, you interpret that in some ways. But it, there's often kind of like a, um, a zone in your head where you sort of like pull these things from. I'm just wondering when you're writing ambient music, are you in a particular state, or do you have to get yourself into a particular state to write ambient music, or do you, can you walk in after four cups of coffee and feeling quite bouncy and hey, let's write some ambient? I mean, as a basis, um, I just do what I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I can. I mean, I mean, I've listened to ambient music and very chilled out classical music like since forever. So it, it just seems very, it, it, it's just very natural for me, I guess, you know. So um, in the same way as if I was DJing like dance music, it's just, it's something I do. I don't necessarily have to be in 100% the right mood for it. I, I, it's something I can, I, I just do, I, I, I guess. You know? Nice. No, I kind of get that. So you're pulling from a sort of... Uh... You're pulling from the joy of the music anyway as the, as the genre to yeah, the, and yeah. let your backdrop in some ways. Yeah. So changing tack slightly, I, I wonder if, if uh, can we make contact moving to Stretchy, please? Stretchy, are you <laughs> yeah. there? I, I'm Stretchy, not going to walk out the room and knock my microphone over. So, okay, <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, you're now talking to Stretchy. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> oh, wait, 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 I'll, I'll get to the hold screen for a second and then come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So stretchy, uh, the damaged disco. Yeah. Why? Uh, why? Oh, why? What, why in general? <laughs> why? Why have I, I, I moved platforms? <laughs> and why do you have to register a new account to watch me as from Wednesday? Uh, why? Um, well, yeah, it's like so many things, both for me and for a lot of other people now. I think it sprang from chaos and the peace tent, didn't it? And initially on Sunday mornings, just playing music that would just completely destroy the minds of hungover people on the campsite. <laughs> and um, and it's uh -huh. just got worse from there. 
you know, of people screaming at me to stop and then coming back the next day and going, you know that record I hated yesterday? Can you play it again so my girlfriend can hear it? You know, and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And it gets it means I can exercise kind of like less serious kind of musical aspect. Do you, do you get some sort of sick sadistic pleasure from organising some of the acts in the peace tent? It, what, some of the acts? No, all the acts are amazing. Like, well, like, no, 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 <laughs> but like the, the way that you, you orchestrate it sometimes is a bit of a... Uh, oh, we're just going to torture people for a little bit and then we'll... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's, part of it. that's part of it, yeah. So, like like organising brunt at like, you know, first thing on a Sunday morning. Yeah, but I mean, some of that comes from the early days of the Peace Tent when, um, I mean, Heave were the first band that were doing that thing of playing incredibly loudly at mm. times where nobody expected. And, <laughs> and of course, we used to, on a Sunday morning and a Saturday morning, very early doors, we did two or three years of having, like, in- improvised jazz at, like, eight <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, the, well, that's just too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm I glad you dialed it back to just doom metal. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, the whole peace tent thing has just become all these kind of layers and layers and layers of in-jokes and traditions and things that have kind of always gone on. Because some of it, I mean, some of the things in there now, like Cramps O'Clock, have been going on for like nearly 15 years. It's a bit it's, it's a bit ridiculous. So, yeah, but the programming <laughs> makes sense to me most of the time. There's an ebb and flow to it. And I, I, I like the thing on a Saturday, say, where it's kind of acoustic act, acoustic act, folk act, folk act ridiculously loud metal band and, <laughs> and, and then back to something quite chilled out it, it, it makes sense if you expect it you know and, and if you don't it kind of shakes things up i do have a, um, a slight question though uh, you, you mentioned about putting that band bront on on early on a sunday i mean my memory of that was slightly different it wasn't that you'd put brunt on it was that brunt had failed to apply to play the gig <laughs> and the only available slot was that so it was more that, a case that of happens as well yeah, that, that also that happens, happens well, yeah. never with us though we were always very yeah. well organized <laughs> <laughs> so how's the um stretchy how's the how's the technology going with damage disco because um the last one i, I saw great great fun really good really interactive and how did you find that platform and how's that working for you? Well, yeah, well, Twitch, bless it. Um, I'm jumping ship from Twitch because um, it's apparent that they're gonna, the copyright police are going to catch up with me quite soon over there. And um, I'm going to be, the Damage Disco is going to be on Mixcloud for a bit because I, I can musically pretty much do what I want there and they take care of the licensing. So they'll content, content detect everything I play good luck to them and, <laughs> and all the royalties should go to the right place and nobody's going to get a copyright strike i am going to have to change what i do with the videos there but the whole thing is basically a copyright and performing rights disaster and there's no way of doing it legitimately so, <laughs> so i've been sent a couple of links to some other new dj platforms but you have to write down your set list you play afterwards which just is rubbish oh, you know i, I I can't deal with that like because nothing i'm playing has been released it's all been done unofficially it's all parodies and it's all nonsense and yeah so i'm going to try mixcloud for a bit and then hopefully at some point twitch will get their um their licensing sorted and i can move back there because it is great fun the fact now because now i'm an affiliate so i've got to take the copyright thing quite in, uh, quite seriously it's interactive now and yeah the viewers can trigger things on screen and yeah at the moment if you watch for four hours you get to trigger a thomas the tank engine fighting video it's <laughs> it, it, it's, it's all very silly um 
and of course that's led into now i know some of the things you can do with that i've been streaming more and more as flexagon it's kind of like a soft start but quite soon i'll be able to do flexagon um chilled out streams and people viewing it will be able to trigger noises as they go that's so cool. they'll be able to interact it'll be like the it's like the holy grail of um collaborative music online hmm. so um i haven't got so yeah i'm still waiting for one email that i can um back from them so i can sort that out and uh, yeah I, it's gonna be quite interesting to see how that goes i think can you give us a bit more information about that uh, that that um that sounds really interesting how would that work then so that's uh that's flexigan doing ambient music collaboratively with people dialing in in some ways yeah because i mean i i've been like i said i've done like a soft start on it i've been i've been streaming um with only kind of announcing it about five minutes beforehand um in the last couple of weeks and um and the intention was always to have that viewers could trigger sounds on the stream and they could kind of play along and um but the la it was apparent that some friends of mine were actually playing along on instruments at home because it's ambient it's just big washes of chords and like held bass notes for like five minutes um so if you know what key it's in it's very easy just to improvise along with it because it's, it's not like jazz it's not changing the chord like every you know three times every 10 seconds so so now i've been writing down what scale we're playing in i've put it on the on the screen and all I need to do is have a, a sounds that are in the right key and the right chords. And as long as they're kind of quite slow with lots of reverb, they can be triggered on by viewers. And it will, well, we'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen because I haven't done it yet. <laughs> it could turn into another damaged disco quite easily. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> the damaged disco does have a, it does have a, a wonderfully um, anarchic kind of flavor to it. Uh, it almost. <laughs> Most punk in some ways, and it, it, it's very different to um, to the ambient stuff, and um, and obviously then there's the there's the flexible sort of uh, dance music stuff as well. Very very different kind of styles. How do you how do you how do you explain that about yourself that you can switch between these these I've different kind personas? I've kind, of, I've kind of given up. To be fair. <laughs> I, I, I think just having, yeah, I nearly, when I got into ambient music, I nearly used yet another name um, to differentiate it between Flexigan doing dance music, but I decided that was just making things too complicated. And, and there's just tradition with festivals and dance music events of having a chill out room or having associations with ambient music or experimental music anyway. So I, I, I've just run with it and let's see what happens. And I've already written some of my next album and there, there is shockingly material on there with a four-four beat in places. What? So the, the kick drums are coming back. <laughs> so, Have you ever thought so, about yeah. doing a project where you combine all of those facets into one album or one sort of thing? What? What the damaged disco as well? Yeah, just like throwing everything oh, at, no. at, like just, just at, like well, not not even not just like you know just remixes, but like that essence of like comedy and that you know just a little bit of everything in, in one album is it, have you thought about like trying to uh combine all of those like personalities and you know interests into into one project no i i couldn't because i mean flexicons <laughs> very 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 serious music you know i, I couldn't, we couldn't have comedy anywhere near that it's just it's just not fun <laughs> how do you feel about um the 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 whole aspect of performing though um uh, you're obviously a, a musician, and you've played in you've played in well, one particularly 
prominent bands on the local scene. Do you sort of miss any of that side of actually playing an instrument live in Guernsey? Um, well, I've, uh, yes and no. It, I, I don't miss practices. It's like when we briefly <laughs> resurrected Lobster, it, it was amazing considering I, I spent most of my life either doing music at home or trying to find time and space and little hours you, you know, around my day where I can do bits. Um, the thing of having to practice once a week just like nearly broke me because it had to be at a certain time at seven o'clock and I'm just used to doing things when I want. So I don't miss miss that really. It's been nice doing things with the ukuleles because when we've got a big gig and they ask me to play, I don't have to go to every practice. You know, they do the hard work uh, <laughs> because the core, the core band and I only play on a handful of songs on any given gig and I can practice at home. So um, I don't know, I don't have to go to everything. So that's not the same as being a full-time band member. So um, in some of my test streams of, of Flexgun, I have been playing music live, which is a bit shocking for me. So it's, it's another reason to do it to kind of um, kind of push what I can do. So yeah, well, it's good. And we we talked a little bit about uh, Peace Tent and how uh, before you go, uh, how, how plans going for um, the Chaos Festival and the, the Peace Tent specifically for 2021. Well, I think, I mean, Peace Tent and Chaos are, are um, in the same position as everybody, I think, like Mark before and probably the Earth Fair as well, in that um, it's it's planned to go ahead and it's planned to be chaos because of um, the logistics of it partially being run uh, or, or certainly a lot of the help being from off island. It's going to be slightly different this year, potentially, but broadly, it's going to be a full show for most people. Um if it gets to the point where we're in lockdown again, obviously it won't go ahead. But if we come out of lockdown within the next month, then or even the next two months, and and Guernsey gets back to relatively like normal, then it's planned that it's it's there. There's a lineup, and um, and yeah, it, it will happen. So it's weird not having it last year after it being a big part of all of our lives. I think uh, for so long. Mm. But, so, but there we go. It was definitely a big hole that was that was there yeah. over the summer. Yeah, and the thing is, obviously, um, we came out of lockdown, uh, what, three or four weeks before Chaos Date last year? Mm. And the temptation would have been to have just gone, well, we'll, we'll it do together. it. Because yeah. I'm involved in the, in the whole event, not just just the peace tent. Um, but yeah, but equally, it was, yeah, there was a danger there that it would have been a bit of a half-assed show. And, and also, after just assuming it wasn't going to happen, it, it, um, it just not being organised very well. So it, it was it was the right decision to not do it last year. And, and it was the right decision for the Earth Fair to do the Earth Fair because they had another three or four months kind of get ready that, mm. that we didn't have. So, um, so yeah, we'll see what happens this year. But um, I, I just hope everything can go ahead for, every, you know, for everybody's sake. Yeah, I think it, there's a lot of people missing it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, good luck with everything that you do, and thank you very much for being on on the on the podcast. Was, is there anything that you wanted to sort of draw people's attention to, or big up in some way? Um, well, for, on my own side, if you like the kind of chilled out flexigan thing, and you like the Seven Nocturnes East album, keep an eye on my social media channels for more live streams. And um, when I've got this kind of interactive thing fully going, I might stream tonight. But I, I won't have the interactive aspect enabled because it's not on my account yet. Um, I'm just, like I say, I've, I've put my application in, but I'm just waiting for the paperwork to come back. Oh, yeah. They like to know who they're dealing with before they let you loose with um, all this kind of viewer, <laughs> viewer interaction stuff. Because you might do something really silly. Who Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> I hope there's some Dr. So, Brink emoticons coming up on the screen. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Well, I'm amazed I got rid of that as well. <laughs> So, yeah. 
Awesome. Have fun. I'll bring the instruments out. Yeah. So goodbye and thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye bye.